This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following is a free preview of Doughboys Double. To get a bonus episode every Tuesday, subscribe at Patreon.com slash Doughboys. Welcome to Doughboys Double. I'm Nick Weiger alongside the Spoonman Mike Mitchell. Mitch. Yes. This is our final episode before Thanksgiving. Wow. We've got Thanksgiving coming up in just a couple of days. As of the I mean, as of this record, it's coming up in a week, mm. but as of this release, it's coming up in two days. We're on Thanksgiving Eve Eve. Gobble gobble to you all. A gobble gobble to you, my good boy. And gobble gobble back, my friend. Hmm. May the your, Thanksgiving greeting. May your cornucopias be filled with merriment. Mm. Maybe they be stuffed full. Ah, yes. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> um, you know, we're kind of like, as podcasts, we're kind of like the the podcast version of tryptophan in so many ways. <laughs> we'll put you to sleep. We love all our Patreon subscribers who use the show as a sleep aid. You know, whatever, whatever works for you. For me, it's putting on sunglasses 30 minutes before bedtime and yes. taking a little melatonin. It's very strange. I, I've seen it in action. It, it may be strange, but it works out. Uh, Carl Tart thought you were doing like a big long bit. We were staying in Airbnb together, and I put on sunglasses. Like after we did the show, I got home and put sunglasses on. I thought I was—he thought I was just doing an unfunny bit. <laughs> he never even said anything no, to yeah, you or yeah. laughed, <laughs> and just thought you were being silly by having sunglasses on. Yeah, I mean, he—he he was watching me do unfunny bits for like a full week while we were touring, so he just took it in stride. <laughs> Nick, any, what are your Thanksgiving plans? Nothing. We usually, Natalie and I usually take it pretty easy. We just do a thing for the two of us because our family's all local. And mm-hmm. so we see everyone for in a month anyway. We're all in Southern California. So we usually just have a little dinner we make together, which oh, is fun. That's nice. So I guess that's not nothing. I'm having a, a lovely meal with my lovely wife. Are, I do, you make, do you make the turkey? Uh, no, don't make the turkey. But I, I don't make anything. <laughs> she makes the whole meal? <laughs> or we go out. Dear Lord. Yeah, but it's fun. We have a great time. We have a lot of fun. You know what? One one thing we always do there's mm-hmm. a there's an Indian restaurant by us that we always go to for lunch. We get we oh. have like an Indian Thanksgiving lunch, you know, vegetarian lunch. It's a nice like little pre meal before the big uh, the big indulgence. Wow. Yeah. I'm uh uh you know what? I'll say I'll say the way that the place I'm gonna oh god I'll say what, the way what? I'm. Sp- <laughs> what are you doing? I'm going to. Th- Disney World for Thanksgiving. Oh, no. You know when people say that, like, after they win the Super Bowl, they don't go into a Mickey voice. They don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to be in Disney World for Thanksgiving, I believe. How exciting. Mickey shall be carving the turkey. Mm. Yes, (laughs) as is tradition. 
Uh, Mitch, we have a we have a wonderful guest here. Before That's we do right. that, we you know a little another change up in the the record. We've That's got right. uh, you know Emma and you song aren't here. Mm-hmm. Uh, our buddy Marissa from Headgum is here. Hi Mars. Hi, how's it going? Uh, doing great. Do you have any Thanksgiving plans? Oh, wait, you do Canadian Thanksgiving. That's your yes. your jam. So my Thanksgiving was last month. However, I think what's become a tradition for me is now going to Gabrus's live power hour. Oh God, I'm doing that, and I'm doing that tomorrow as of this episode is coming out. When are you what are you going to reveal? Um. You said some weird stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Have Every a tra- time you've done it, I, so I do have a tradition of getting very drunk and then saying a secret. Uh, I think this is the time I finally show everyone my Terminator arm of <laughs> 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 a knife at the ready. Man, I was telling you that. Yeah, on, on on this this thing, I was in Atlanta shooting the Tomorrow War. This guy, uh, there's a guy in the movie. Who was uh who was in Terminator Two? Is this uh it's it's is it a stunt performer or a character actor? It's uh, I think both. He, he's both because Jim you, if you look Jim up Palmer his, if you look up at this guy's IMDb it's insane because he's in like Titanic Terminator Two he's been in like every big movie for like thirty years just one of these amazing character actor careers and he's the guy that John Connor gets Arnold he tells Arnold not to beat him up oh yes yeah he's and he's he's cool as hell and he and he has a cool stunt in that sequence yeah he it's does like cool, yeah. yeah the fuck that's fucking awesome yeah he's he rules uh, he's cooler than you are clearly yeah, yeah I know <laughs> I just I just want to I, I just want to let you know <laughs> I mean I'm not insulted this guy's just cool yeah he's cool he's very cool um and you know what who else is cool our guest today from Netflix's Love and Don't Stop or We'll Die, Paul Rust is back in studio. Hi, Paul. Oh, hi, guys. It's so good to be back. Oh, but we love We're having you. Have Thank you for having me. Uh, Mitch, why why Disney World? Uh, because my god, my godfather's son, Neil, my godbrother, uh, he's going down there for Thanksgiving, he has kids, uh, mm. and we're and we're gonna hang with uh, Ronan and Mia down in, uh, in oh, Disney that's World. Fun. Ronan Farrow and Mia Farrow. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know you guys were on a first name basis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is weird that they're both named Ronan and Mia. I never thought about it till you just said it. Um, well, and maybe, I don't know. How, I don't yeah, know. I don't know if you're going to Disney World or Egypt with all those pharaohs. Hmm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> who was booing? Someone was booing. That was weird. Who was that? That was weird. I uh, think it was Mitch's neighbor. <laughs> Rex? <laughs> he was playing music earlier. Mars, you heard it. He was playing for a while. Do you think it, it's, uh, well, as long as we're having fun with people's names, do you think it's Rex from uh, Star <laughs> Tours? Speaking of Disney World, Rex DJ was Rex? DJ Rex. Oh, yeah, DJ Rex, yeah. Is it is it DJ Rex from Star Tours? Well, he turned into DJ Rex now at the Cantina. Oh, that's how they're using him. That's mm-hmm. the new capacity he's mm-hmm. employed in. Yeah. Paul Rubens, who that's who, right. You you wrote you wrote the new Pee Wee movie with Paul Rubens. Yeah, and he gets a a, a, a lifelong pass to Disneyland, to Disney World. For Does he really? Yeah. That's amazing. Lucky guy. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah. God, the perks of being a Disney voice. You guys got to get in on that. Yeah. Do you think that I could? I could be the voice of Gaston. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gaston. <laughs> Look at my veins. <laughs> that's muscles. That's good because that's you got Gaston. Mitch has Mickey, so you guys are set. <laughs> and all those Gaston and Mickey adventures that go on. One of the first roles I ever played in my life was LeFou. 
Oh, you told me this. Oh, yeah. For what? For, for La what? For uh, for Beauty and the Beast. For my uh, for Raise the Curtain, the summer theater camp, of oh, course. Oh, yes. yes. Raise the cur- RTC. Yeah. Yes. And I wasn't embarrassed when I went into the dining room and all the basketball camp kids came in <laughs> and we all ate together. And I they're like, what are you here for? And I was like, I'm playing LeFou. <laughs> <laughs> It is funny that uh, college campuses in the summertime become places where camps for math kids yeah. and camps for uh, possible starting athletes uh, both can meet. It's such a funny... I mean, it's like college, I guess, in general. It's just- I, I So I never really left, like... I, I never went home for summer when I was in college. I it was either like worked a job or like took an internship or something like that. And so my first year between... Uh, between first year and second year, I was like kind of near campus and I was around that. And I had some you, friends. It was in California though, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. What was I going to do? Going to go home? What was I going to do there? But I'm saying like you were home. Yeah, I mean, I'm home, but I'm not home home. All right, fine. I was not living at my parents' place. That's I what I'm saying. Cooler than me. I went to the University of Iowa and I'd go back every summer and sleep in my little basement of my parents' house. So right yeah. on, Weiger. No, but I was going to say that makes, see, that. If I think if there had been more, dic- more of a distance and it wasn't like such an easy trip for me, if it wasn't mm. like an hour or 15 drive for me to get home from UCLA to Lakewood, California, I, although my parents actually ended up moving uh, to San Pedro after I moved out immediately. They were like, we got to get out of this cursed and house. And they like, they try to, and they also, they try to, <laughs> they try to house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something's wrong with the child we raised here. <laughs> and also they try to lose you. Yeah. They, <laughs> they moved out and then didn't tell you. No address. <laughs> and you just showed up one day. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's back. You found us. I went back to my old, my childhood house and there's like, there's no Wigas here. <laughs> <laughs> this is an old time malt shop. So I, but I, but there was a, there were like summer camps that would go and stay in the dorms there. And I was living in an apartment off campus, but I had friends who were like li- living on, they had a few designated dorm floors for people who like st- still live there. And these high school kids would come and they were so fucking horny. They were like just fucking each other all the time. Oh. Like these camps were just like fuck camps. And I was like, hmm. I was outraged. I, I was like, what is going on? Yeah. I, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't I disagree with, with them being fuck camps. <laughs> <laughs> and to correct you. If I if I had been there, I would have uh, created some sort of bubble that would have levitated, uh, like an electronic robotic bubble that would have lifted me above campus mm-hmm. into the air, and mm-hmm. I'd look down at the kids and go, "Tisk tisk." <laughs> it's a Doctor Manhattan move. Yes, I- we should stop. And they all stop. <laughs> wow, Dennis Kuverman told us to stop. <laughs> <laughs> It's 2003 somehow. <laughs> to correct you, um, it was actually my high school, my future high school that we did. Oh, the, that we did the wow. Camp so yeah. you were in middle school going to high school? Uh, I was in like maybe elementary slash middle school. It was, oh, I was that's very young. fine. Yeah. That's, that's okay. Yeah. I would say in the best years of your life or the summer times between. I agree with that. Yeah, they feel like years. they last yeah. forever. 12 yes. weeks feels like it goes on. For an eternity. A mm. day feels like a lifetime, mm. and a lifetime feels like a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go back to school, and it feels like so much time has passed. It feels like things yes. are completely different. That sounds like you're just quoting Boys of Summer right now. Liger, <laughs> <laughs> well, you were the ghostwriter on Boys of Summer, yes? 
I'm just saying, the other day I saw a Bosefi sticker on a <laughs> Cadillac. A what sticker? I don't know. What was it? What is it in the original a song? A deadhead sticker. Oh, deadhead sticker. sticker. But, but what did you say? Bosefi's? Bo- what is Bosefi's? I said different. I think that's from a Primus song. Oh. I like to remember is the Atari's cover. They said Black Flag sticker, but I knew that wasn't what you were referencing. Oh, that sucked. Yeah. But there was a, um emo band that covered... um Boys of Summer in the early oddies. Yeah, that was it. That was uh, the Ataris. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, yeah, that's yeah. what you meant. I'm sorry. When you said, Atari, I thought you meant you played an Atari game that had that song on it. <laughs> <laughs> if I had never gotten that clarification, I would have. Uh, the uh, most advanced Atari game that plays Boys of yes, Summer. Yes. <laughs> they the said Black cartridge. Flag. Yeah. Yes, you're right. You're right. The the uh, have you ever guys ever heard the Atari 2600 Ghostbusters theme? I wonder if I can find no, it. No, I'd love to hear it's it. It's so fucking it like, bad. <laughs> So isn't that what it sounds like? Uh, it's like worse than that because it had like one. Let's see if this. Let's see if this video even has. I hope the it. Nintendo one even sounds like that. Sounds accurate so far. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> it's like a Nokia ringtone. Uh, that was from Ray Parker the Third. <laughs> Paul, so speaking of going home, do you yes. go home for the holidays? Is that normally your, I know you're a do family I, man now. Jonathan Taylor Thomas it? Do you Jonathan Taylor Thomas huh. it? Huh. You know, that's funny that I would mention Jonathan Taylor Thomas around the Thanksgiving holiday because my first year in LA, I'm not using this as a way to back in into an anecdote. This is true. Right. When, the, when you said home for the holidays, it made me think JTT and then it made me think, when have I ever had any JTT crossings in LA? Mm-hmm. Don't get your hopes up. But once on a Thanksgiving night, uh, my two friends and I, we were like, oh, let's go out to eat. There's no places open on Thanksgiving night. So we went to Mel's Diner. Oh, yeah. Uh, on uh, uh, Santa Monica. I mm-hmm. like Mel's. Yeah. One of Rip Taylor's favorites, R.I.P., but Rip Taylor would go there all the time. Mm, yeah. R.I.P. Mm. Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he would like that. <laughs> He'd throw up a big bucket of confetti right now. <laughs> Rip Taylor ruled. He, he was, yeah. so, was such what a funny, a cool weird dude. guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's great at the end of Jackass. Oh, he's great into the Jackasses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, let's hear for Rip Taylor. He's great. <laughs> he's awesome. Him. Yeah. Uh, but when we got out of Mel's Diner, uh, we saw uh, like a hot uh, Corvette with the license plate. JTT. Whoa. Wow. And my friends and I automatically assumed, wrongfully, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is probably a huge asshole who drives around with his initials on his license plate on Thanksgiving night. It's not true. Yeah. Well, he, he doesn't seem like that guy. But we followed the car for many blocks. Wow. <laughs> In hopes of like getting next to him and being able to look at JTT. And he drove, whoever it was, drove off too fast and we couldn't catch him. Wow. My yeah. friend Nate was out here for, <laughs> my friend Nate was out here just visiting, Nate White. Uh, and, uh, Did you just call him Nate? I call him uh, Big Brother, honestly, if you want to know what I call really? him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, he, he, in they, like the 1984 <laughs> way? <laughs> so he's you. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. And uh, his wife, Jackie. And, and, and he, I was like, that's Tom Arnold. And uh, he was like, oh, my God, that's Tom Arnold. And then he went to take a ter- turn to like go into the gas station that Tom Arnold was in and got sideswiped. And the rental car was like destroyed. <laughs> And then we pulled into the gas station because the car was destroyed. And uh, the guy was there, not Tom Arnold. (laughs) 
and he was, and he was like, and the guy was like, I didn't see anything. That's what he said. He's like, I didn't see anything. He got to his car, the Tom Arnold guy. <laughs> no one was hurt though. It doesn't seem like. Uh, no, no, we were fine. Okay, great. Did your friend say, uh, my wife's is the name of your fictional sister-in-law, <laughs> Jackie. Did, did he say that? Yeah, no, of course he did. <laughs> and did John, what, did John and the Taylor just say, that's good? <laughs> Tom Arnold was very, he was a... Oh, a, Tom Arnold, I'm sorry. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas Arnold. That's <laughs> what those two stories are. That's the before and after Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> The wheel of oh that is wait before and after is wait is it before and after Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune? I thought it was only Wheel of Fortune. I thought so too, wow. but they might do it on both. Oh, because Possible. I bet it's a category that's before and after. Yeah, and it's like this uh, uh, home improvement child star likes to fuck Roseanne's <laughs> second husband, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas Arnold. <laughs> He likes to fuck Roseanne's second oh, husband. Man, I watched the most embarrassing, and we could talk about other uh, things, but uh, I got to tell you, I was I went down a hole on YouTube of really the most embarrassing. I'm like blushing thinking about it, like a home improvement. Like, do you remember they would do this thing that it was like, now we're going to bring out the tool band and we're going to play a song. And it was like, uh, talking heads like burning down the house. Oh yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it's more embarrassing than anything you can imagine. <laughs> Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Okay, I won't. Um, Tom Arnold is a nice guy, by the way. He held the birthday boys out in a in in a in later times. That's right. Yeah. He, he, he invited you guys to do a a show. Yeah, yeah, we did, we did, we did, like, did, uh, we did some of those, <laughs> we did some of those Sunset Boulevard clubs. We did the, uh, the Laugh Factory and the, all those with Tom Arnold. Always a tough environment for, for anything but stand up in those venues. Bob Saget was mean to me. Yeah. Because Whoa. we did the sketch, we did the ropes and underwear where we come off stage naked. And he was like, huh. He kind of was like, oh, that's like what you're going to do to get a laugh. Kind of. It wasn't oh, those words made, exactly. But. Oh, Mr. Filth himself. Yeah, I know. I know. The, the, the uh, clown prince of dirtiness he is, goes, giving, is wagging his finger at he you goes guys through. for this big ball. Yeah. And Steve-O was there and he had just started to stand up that night. I remember it was a very strange night. Um, I was going to say that I could maybe get into Disney for free because I look so much like Heimlich from Bugs Life. <laughs> <laughs> The big caterpillar creature. The big, big caterpillar. Yeah. And then also I have this wagger to play. Uh, this is this is the nest. <laughs> that's the ghost. That's the that's the Nintendo version. You know, there weren't a lot of NES games with any sort of digitized speech, so that's not bad. Oh, so, so you think that's good? Okay, I think interesting. Yeah, I think it's good. Skate or die. Yep. <clears throat> die, 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 die. That was the only other vocalization I knew of. Yeah, even up until even through the 16-bit era wasn't very common. And then all of a sudden you turn on Sonic and Sega, Sega. comes on and blows yeah. your socks off. Mm -hmm. I got I, I was pissed. I was pissed that day. Cuz they uh they won the They won they the won battle. The, they won the battle. It was like seeing Sputnik <laughs> orbiting above the North America. Mm -hmm. You're yes. like, "Oh boy, look at yes. that flashing light." <laughs> 
that some they- Russian dog named Sonic <laughs> was floating around. He's going to die up there. He's going to die in his floating tomb, but it's still progress. You know, that's what happened to that dog. He died? He died, yeah. They sent him up there. They knew it was a one-way ticket. They're like, we're going to send this dog up there, and he's going to be up there until he runs out of oxygen. Yeah, that was from a commandeer cat. (laughs) (laughs) Meow, meow, send him up now, meow, meow. Let me do the blast off, meow, meow. (laughs) The thing with commandeer commandeer cat (laughs) is if he could just cut the meows out of his speech. Yeah, he's a very bad spy. I mean, it's impressive that he can he can talk at all. So I'll give him a pass on the occasional meows. Oh man! Oh, but I didn't answer your question. I don't. I've never gone back home. I don't think for Thanksgiving since I graduated high school. Wow! Wow! Yeah, like uh, in college, uh, I would I, I would live a real Dutch experience. Remember the movie Dutch? Of course, yes. with Ed O'Neill. Right. Yes. And everybody goes home for the holiday and he sticks around. Maybe mm. more of a Halloween H2O kind of experience mm. where the kids all go off from the academy. Yeah. That's, you know, that's. And then they hang back. When I was, that is, that's during Thanksgiving, right? Uh, Is it or no? No. It, no. no, it's during Halloween. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that would be a, quite a twist if a Halloween movie was set on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I was I was well, googling Thanksgiving close, movies. And I, thought, I thought that like a weird horror movie like that came up. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving killing, Thanksgiving. Yes, um, if the if the it would be an interesting Blood twist feast. if one of the Halloween movies was like like well we made it through that ta- Halloween safe and sound <laughs> and then Mike Myers like just chills Michael Myers is, <laughs> and comes out pops up at Thanksgiving and then that's when everyone's like freaked out. That reminds me. He's my- wearing a big uh, turkey mask. <laughs> My friend uh, uh, DJ uh, Tanner. I don't know. No, no, I would never do that to you. It was DJ Rex. Clearly, (laughs) DJ Rudin. He was so funny once uh, in high school. I saw him, and he was like, "Oh, I watched Judge Dredd last night. Judge Dredd was on TV." I was like, "Oh yeah," And and he was like, "Yeah." And you know, in the beginning, they showed Judge Dredd like solve one case at the very beginning to let you know. He's mm-hmm. good at what he does. Right. And then he was like, then he went on his little Judge Dredd adventure for the next hour and a half, two hours. And then DJ said, I thought it'd be really funny if after the big adventure was over, after that was done, he just solves one more case like at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and now anytime I watch any movie where they show the first 10 minutes, like this is what he does and he's yeah. good at it. If like the last 10 minutes was like, yeah, and he did it again. What, the, what are you worried about? He's good at his job. Like if that was the end of Minority Report, yeah. he just gets, gets one more Minority one Report. One more pre-crime prime, <laughs> prime solved. Um, well, we've got these. We, we've got the Thanksgiving holiday coming up, but you know what? We're not too far gobble, gobble. from Christmas, and we've got a Christmas-themed Ooh. Slurpee Ooh. we're going to taste Ooh. test here. That's Let me good. get the name of this one up. Because the day after Thanksgiving is basically Christmas begins. So That's true. The Christmas Slurpee is going to be on everyone's lips. And this Christmas and Slurpee. And everyone's list. Christmas <laughs> list. And this Christmas. Imagine if you woke up Christmas morning and you unwrapped a gift and a Slurpee was in a box. <laughs> Just loose Slurpee fluid. <laughs> it's too loose. Thanks, That's step parents. <laughs> what? We filled it up this morning. <laughs> My stepdad is Matt Besser. <laughs> right, Danielle? <laughs> uh, 
this is Merry Mashup Mountain Dew, a limited edition holiday dew in Slurpee form. So I've got one big Slurpee yeah. with three straws. I don't, think, I don't think the pilgrims are bringing this to Thanksgiving, okay? Cha-cha. <laughs> you know what? That cadence reminds me that the because you brought up Dutch, there is a Dennis Miller joke from the MTV Movie Awards that stuck with me. At one point in the show, he just sort of like goes in between uh, presenters and is just like, uh, breaking news, Dutch is now available on Laserdisc. <laughs> I love when really terrible jokes that those comedians have likely forgotten yes. have lodged into the brains of the person listening to them. The one I always think about is Paul Reiser did Clinton's uh, inauguration. Oh, yeah. Uh, 92 and 93. And he was like, hey, what, the, the president gets his own theme song? This is the only guy who gets his own theme song. Doing Jerry Seinfeld as Paul Reiser. <laughs> he was like, it's not like the dentist has his own theme song. I am the dentist. I'm here to pull your teeth out. All right. So we remember jokes. That's all I'm trying to say. Dick Gebhardt just sitting there stone faced. <laughs> uh, I did get my teeth pulled out today. <laughs> I called into Dennis Miller's talk show when the birthday boys was coming out and uh, I did a bad job and he like, didn't like me. It was did a strange a moment. Wow. You had to be like, like his radio show, his radio show. You, but you were, <laughs> what were you supposed to do? You were on like as yourself. I was on like as myself. Yeah. So and they I were was, like, he was like Mike Mitchell from the birthday Mike Mitchell's boys. from the birthday boys. So tell me a bit about it. And then I was like, it's Bob Odenkirk producing. He's like, how is okie dokie Kirk? That's, what he said. <laughs> That's great. And I was like, he's good. And then he was like, what do you think about like the Red Sox this year? And I was like, well, uh, I think that they are, they, they have, a, and I like went into like a big long, wrong rambling, <laughs> yeah. rambling thing. And he was like, okay, babe, see you later. <laughs> hung up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about the urgent need to renew the Patriot Act, baby. <laughs> Paul, we're going to let you try this Christmas Slurpee oh, first. Yes, please. I'll do the blue straw. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, like, like, like Mitch, Mitch acted like he got mad that I took the blue straw, which is very funny. It was funny. <laughs> Like Mitch, you are a, I'll let you take the sip. I'm going to ask a question while you're sipping. Like Mitch, you are a good Catholic boy. <laughs> um, do you, do you go to church for Christmas? Wow. Or I did do. You, or did you, you do still. Okay. Yeah. I was expecting you to ask, do I go to church? I was going to say period, but it's actually, do I go to church? Question mark. <laughs> um, and um, I do. I go back uh, when I'm back home. We, we go to a nice darkened church. For Christmas mass, mm -hmm. you know the the thing I had a a, um, a priest who uh, my sister, my oldest sister Amy and I would always laugh at. Not always because it only happened twice when we were when I was in my early thirties. But uh, he would go, "Christmas is about the passion, the raw, hot passion of Christmas." <laughs> what the hell? He's like, we get all lost in the gifts, but it's all about the passion. It's like, Ugh, oh, get me out of here. Yeah, that's I've that's told, I've said it on this podcast before, but it was right after Spotlight, and the priest was the priest was saying that we have to support the priests in their time of need at the Yee! the oh, last boy. Christmas mass I, I, that I remember <laughs> oh, going to, and I told you that. 
Big Jim Ryan led Micah's and Scoop out of the church, and he was pissed off <laughs> like Whoa. during during the mass. That's great as a sign of like, hey, we're not going there. He was yeah, he was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. and they left during the during the mass. Wow, it was, it was tough as a as a person raised Catholic to have any sort of um, critical opinion about the movie Spotlight, right? Because it seemed like it came from a defensive position. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, my wife's Jewish, and she was raised Jewish, and so after we saw Spotlight, I was like. I just thought they could have given a stronger female character. <laughs> it's like, uh, what? Twenty-three years of. Uh, I'll uh, tell you. You want to hear bringing to my scene right now? You want to want to hear my thoughts on Spotlight? It's more fantastical than the Lord of the Rings series. <laughs> <laughs> more fantastical. These nice priests. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, no, it was a monstrous story to watch. Yeah, yeah. It happened right near me too. It was well done. It was what we what what was the movie that came out right after there was a Spielberg made a spotlight about something else. What the fuck was it called? Lot spite. Oh, that's lot. He made lot spite, <laughs> and it was about a parking lot that had spite some anger issues. Yeah. Some really mad parking lot. <laughs> It's voiced by Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Sounds like a Christine sort of movie. It was kind of, yeah. You're talking to The Post. The Post, that's what yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, The Post. And I, you know what? I really like a newspaper movie. Yeah. A movie well, about. we texted about our love. Yeah. We, we were talking about the paper. Remember the three the of us? fun. Oh, yes. Newspaper movies are, it's always, because it's always like pursuing a story and there are real stakes, but they're also like, it's not. I mean, it sometimes can be life or death if it's a journalist, uh, you know, pursuing, depending on the story they're pursuing. But it, it, it's, it always feels like there's urgency behind it. I like it. I wonder if it's, uh, I started this with the lilt of comedy, but I'm making a true point mm. that I wonder if like journalism stories that are interesting because as someone who writes in the media mm. to see that experience elevated to like, ooh, this has actual stakes. It's not just, oh, God, I, I go in and I write some jokes. Right. It's like, ooh, it, it's kind of fun to see what if uh, this stuff had a... What if, I, what if my work had any consequence? <laughs> well, I I mean, all those people suck because their work has consequence. <laughs> we hate them because their work has consequence. It's fun to be silly. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but the reason we were texting... Yeah. And let's just get this out on the table before we get in the podcast because I think we need to clear the air on Halloween night. Mm -hmm. You guys were texting some silly jokes to me. Oh, yeah. And maybe the first time I've ever, in front of either of you, I've ever gotten a little uh, hot under the collar. <laughs> and it was just a text. It was, you didn't even have to see my face. I think I wrote, guys, I love you, <laughs> but I'm trying to give my daughter a bath. <laughs> and it's been a long Halloween. Yeah. And then like two days later... I looked back at the text and I felt so bad. But it wasn't even impolite. It was totally reasonable. Like it was fine. Like we were just. Can I, can I, I have it pulled up. Can I tell <laughs> okay, you? Yes. Can I tell you what Nick and I were talking about? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Get, get, get the transcript. So imagine me trying to read these texts and open my phone with a wet finger, but I can't. Uh, <laughs> Your daughter's been probably hyped up on Halloween candy. <laughs> yes. An I exhausting said, night. I said, 365 days a year, I prayed to God to grant me Beetlejuice's powers. <laughs> <laughs> and Halloween is the day it just gets rubbed in my face that it's been 37 years and I am powerless. 
And then Weiger said, Beetlejuice is gross. <laughs> and I said, excuse me? And he said, he's cool, but he's gross. Like the mask is just cool. <laughs> That's and I true. said, okay. Oh, okay. Cause why? Cause he farts. And he said, I mean, yeah, he seems smelly and unclean and gross oh. teeth. He's probably got bad breath. <laughs> I bet Beetlejuice has bad breath. And then yeah. I said, he's dead, dude. And he says, that's an explanation, not an excuse. And I said, yeah, the <laughs> it's true. And I said, the mask's breath smells like roses. And I did an eye roll emoji. <laughs> and I said, also, the mask isn't cool. And he said, sure thing, Mitch. And I said, <laughs> and, and I did say, sorry about this, Paul, about Nick. <laughs> And then you, say, you noticed a leg in my reply <laughs> response time. And then Nikki said he loves it and he's on my side. <laughs> he's texting me separately. <laughs> and I said, I don't believe this. Paul loves Beetlejuice. I love him too, but he's gross. I, I can love a gross monster. He's cool. And then Paul, you said, guys, I love you, but I got to stop. I, I, but you got to stop. I got to scream. <laughs> I got a kid screaming in my face in the tub. <laughs> my fingers are too wet to text. My fingers are too wet to text. And then Nick said, LOL, sorry, buddy. And I said, sorry, with the with the gr yeah. the gritting teeth emos yeah. emojis. Those Both of those texts are burned in my mind of, this is what happens when you send an angry text to your friends. <laughs> well, and, then you did. And then, and then Mitch texted me separately. What the fuck is his problem? <laughs> <laughs> And and then, and then and then Paul, you said, "Hey, dudes, you you texted this later, like a week later. Hey, I want to circle back and say I'm sorry." And then we said, "No problem, dude, but you still haven't weighed in on who is cooler." <laughs> and I still didn't. Um, and then you said, "Between oh, Beetlejuice okay. and the mask, I'll just be safe and go with everyone's favorite, the shadow." Yes, yeah, funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> good choice. I really wanted the shadow to be good, so I like kind of willed myself yes. into thinking that it was good. Both uh, the reason I chose those, they were both summer of '94. Right, we were in the mask or the shadow. Remember, everywhere kids were like, "Whose team are you on? Team mask or team shadow?" Yeah. Everybody remembers that summer. I, you know, I was just <laughs> thinking about that is difficult to convey to young people mm -hmm. is just how huge in the 90s the Adams family was. Yes. The Adams family was so fucking popular. It yes. was like the Adams family was like Batman. It was like on the same level. Yes. Mm -hmm. They made two Adams family movies that were as big as the two Batman movies. And the first one sucked. The first S Adams family? Yes. I oh, it did? Mm, interesting. Oh, well, that's how I felt, guys. I haven't rewatched it. I like the second one. The second like one's really good. Yeah. And when I in the theater, my experience was Oh, this first Adams family isn't good. Huh, I'm kind of let down. This was mm. really built up for me. And then the second one I saw, and I had a grand old time. The box office disagreed. The first one was a hit. The second one wasn't. Second one wasn't a hit. Yeah. Oh, I was convinced it was it was a huge movie. Yeah, that's crazy to me. That's uh, I I I know that the Super Nintendo game was good. Yeah, the pinball pinball was good. No, no, the the Fester's Quest. The side scroll. Oh, you're thinking the side. I, I was thinking of Fester's Quest, which mm. was the overhead oh. one, which might have been for NES. I played that that side scroller for Super Nintendo quite a bit. Yeah, and then the but but have you have you played the pinball? The pinball is good. Yeah, the mm. pinball is a good game. That I have played Fester's Quest. Yeah, uh, and uh, the Adams Family uh, when it came out a couple years after it came out, our our gym teacher. Did you guys ever have the experience of like a teacher starts talking to your classroom? And you can tell they just got done talking to other teachers that they're kind of like warmed up mm, and right. now they're talking a little bit more, not like 
dirty or loose or anything. It's just like they're a little bit more friendlier. And I remember a gym teacher like started off the gym class being like, who remembers the Adams family? And we're like, uh, just came out as a movie a year ago. You don't, you're not aware of this. So we'll just sit here and pretend this wasn't recreated as a movie. But then he was getting all the details wrong. So, and we knew they were wrong. So he was like, and who remembers? And he put up his hand and the name of the hand was thing. Yes. And he went, who remembers? Hand. <laughs> we all looked at each other like nobody's gonna correct them. <laughs> well, this stuff tells to Garfield because yes. the greatest confusion ever by one of my teachers. I love I, I love this. You I, I know this and I love it. I feel like I probably said it on Doughboys before. You may have, but people will love to hear it again. And if and they haven't, they'd love to hear it for did the first Did we use time. it as a reference on <laughs> Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show? I, we, we very well may have. Yeah. So this might already exist, but uh, uh, real quick. Uh, in junior high, I had a science teacher, um, and I had an English teacher who had a picture of Garfield with books <laughs> tied to him. <clears throat> And the poster said Garfield was saying, I'm I'm learning by osmosis. And the joke was like, I'm tying books to me so I don't have to read them. I could just learn by osmosis. <laughs> and then our science teacher was teaching us osmosis. And he said, it's, you know, osmosis. It's like the poster in the other room. And we're like, huh? He's like, you know, with the books. And he starts laughing because he thinks the poster's funny. <laughs> and he goes, the little orange kid. <laughs> The little orange kid with all the books tied to him. You're like, Garfield? <laughs> he thought Garfield was a little orange kid. <laughs> so apparently I was educated by some real pop culture illiterate teachers. I don't want to. I hate to guess this, but that man's dead now, right? <laughs> no, I think he's alive. He's still alive? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but it seems like. Only a, a man that hospital. clueless would have to be like 92 years old when he said that to us. Even In a if, mental hospital talking about the orange kid. It's <laughs> <laughs> Nord kid, I tell you. Strapped to books. <laughs> here's the here's my thing. The, the, the thing that really puts that story over the top for me <laughs> is that even if you don't know Garfield as an intellectual property, how do you look at a drawing of Garfield <laughs> and not know that it is a cat? What that about him as child? Ears, yeah. whiskers, naked. Do you think it was a, <laughs> there was a naked boy holding well, then, books? I like your light of thinking with this wagger. Let's think of what made him think that was a child. Yes. And I'd like to think my science teacher when he grew up, his neighborhood best friend was a naked orange kid <laughs> with, with whiskers. And a tail. And a thick tail. <laughs> He's like, that's an orange kid, my best friend. That no good boy in his tail. <laughs> uh, well, the Slurpee was bad. We yes. never really said it. Oh, I liked it. Uh, to me, it just tasted it like tastes cherry. Like a, it tastes like a machine. Mm. I, I just, mm. To me, it just tasted like cherry. It, it was, sounded like, it was like Linda Hamilton. <laughs> After her first oh, date with the Terminator. <laughs> So she she went on a date with the Terminator. Yes, and she kisses the Terminator. Yes, <laughs> Judgment Night was originally Terminator Two Date Night. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, it's a little watermelony. Yeah, I, to me, I just tasted cherry icy. 
Is it? Is there I a watermelon what the, element? I couldn't tell what the flavor is supposed to be. It it's just very, tastes like Slurpee. It's very ambiguously just merry. It's not like anything mm. anything identifiable to me. It just it's just red. Turn my tongue red. Huh? Yeah, de- it definitely has some. It. it Your tongue was black. <laughs> black as night. <laughs> my tongue is a snake now. <laughs> Beetlejuice. <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> My breast stinks. <laughs> that was his catchphrase. Beetlejuice is cooler than the mask. Yes. I, I think that Beetlejuice is better than the mask, but I think as far as like a, <laughs> a cool dude, that's not, you, I think the mask is cool. The mask isn't cool. I think if Beetlejuice, it like, it like, as a friend, you'd want the mask. You'd yes. want to bring the mask to a party. Right. If you, no, I'd rather bring Beetlejuice. He's funny. But people would be I, like, I, who's this weird, smelly guy? With bad breath. With, yeah. So people say that about me. I'm cool. <laughs> uh, Beetlejuice is a perfect film, though, huh? It's really yeah. good. It's yeah, really great. The mask is a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, the mask isn't great. Although it does star Cameron Diaz, my uh, high school alumni. alumni yeah. 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 Whose mm-hmm. name you say strange always. I think I say it normal. I would trust you above anybody. Oh, how about like, that? You the know, man who went to the same school as her? If Laura Durad from my high school had become a hot <laughs> big movie star, and everybody was like, Laura Durad. I'm like, Laura Durad. I, I knew her. Did you know that, Cameron Diaz? No, she was much older than me. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think she was older than my older brother, too. Hmm. Yeah. Now, Cam- she was she was 19 when The Mask came out. And that movie was yeah, she's she's a right, good, she's a good amount older. Than me, was, yeah. you, was you did your brother go to school at the same time as her? No, I think my I think she was older than my older brother. Oh. So she would have graduated 92 maybe. It sounds about right. Mm. Yeah. Maybe she was older than that when The Mask came out. But no, no, she was she had been like there were stories of her being there, but that she wasn't. And now she's retired. Which I think is real cool. Is she actually retired from acting? I think essentially like wow. uh, uh Julia Roberts did this like 10, 15 years ago. And then uh, the big one is um, um, Audrey Hepburn. Oh, yeah. Mm. Was like, or, or the big, big one is Grace Kelly, I guess. Or somebody goes, you know what? Uh, this kind of sucks. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go spend the rest of my life uh, wearing nice clothes and enjoying myself. Yeah, enjoying myself. Mm. You know who I liked who did that? The actor who played Andy Sipowitz on NYPD Blue. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, what the, oh, what the fuck is his name? Dennis, Dennis Franz. Franz. Yeah. I just watched his, um, for some reason I got into like Dennis Franz's last scene on NYPD Blue and I watched mm. it. I was never, I don't think I ever watched a full episode of NYPD Blue, but it made my little lower lip tremble. It was very moving. <laughs> just in the two minutes I watched it, I was like, oh God, Sipowitz is moving on. He's a, he's a good actor. Oh, he's yeah, very the good. best. What was his, what was his, uh, like, how did his character arc resolve? Like, did he, did his character die? What happened? He explodes. <laughs> <laughs> but he plays it super real. It's yeah, just like super. Yeah, you believe it. Yeah. I think I'll be moving. <laughs> it's just a giant explosion. Oh, and there's like slices of pizza on people. <laughs> that freak was eating pizza before he came in here. <laughs> and then they did this weird ABC tie in where the, Pizza landed on Urkel, and he was like, just enough cheese. It's like, oh, God. It landed on Urkel. It landed on Urkel, and he said, just enough cheese. <laughs> so Family yeah. Matters started exactly at that moment. Yeah, yeah, you know, it takes place in Chicago, and NYPD Blue takes place in Chicago. <laughs> Should we try these holiday M&Ms? Yes, yeah, so we have yes. another holiday snack we're going to try again. I had a peanut M&M earlier, so I'll be able to. Oh, boy. Actually, I don't think Paul should be able to taste them anymore. 
I think he can be. He can give us an unbiased take. I don't, in the same day that he's had peanut M and M's. Yes, I think that. I think he. <laughs> oh no! Ow! Oh no! I was wrong. Oh, it's stingy. <laughs> It's, it's burning. It's burning all my tongue. Weiger. I forgot that that M and M's. It's like the time cop principle, where you can't have two of the same thing in the same place at once. If you've eaten an M M&M and M earlier in the day, and you have another one, matter can't occupy the same. I place just had at the same one time. M, but then I had a second M. Oh boy! Oh boy! I don't like these. I hate mint. These are holiday mint M and M's. Mint sucks, and I think I've said it on this podcast before. Oh. Oh, you want me to eat candy? Oh, it tastes like toothpaste? Thanks a lot, dickless. <laughs> I agree. This isn't good. I mean, I have had some mint some mint chocolate combos I'm okay with. <laughs> I do like a good mint chip, but this is not a good execution of it. No. Nope. When you're saying dickless, are you speaking specifically to the M&M guys who yeah, are dickless? I checked. <laughs> M&M guys actually all have cloacas. So, <laughs> what's that? You know, the bird-like uh, organ that's a dual purpose for <laughs> urination defecation. Human should have that, too. Yeah. I, maybe just put it all in one tube. Give me one orifice. Mm-hmm. If I could pee out my butt and just have <laughs> my wiener's just for, like, nothing. Oh. <laughs> for nothing? <laughs> for nothing, yes. That's what I meant. Nothing, honey. <laughs> Yeah, leave it to God to put a recreational facility through uh, the sanitation. <laughs> burp, burp, burp. I heard a guy say that in college. I was like, fuck you. You're not my friend. <laughs> he was also the guy who, after a play rehearsal, we were walking back to the dorms. And he's like, oh, it's almost 10. That's good. I still have time to make friends. I was like, what? And then he meant friends comes on at 10 o'clock. So he still has time to make it to watch friends. Oh, no. But. Mm, True words have never been spoken. <laughs> this guy reminds me of me. Yeah, that's what did you were always trying to make friends? Yeah, but in, in the college? real way <laughs> <laughs> with snowmen. You'll be Rachel. <laughs> mm, you'll be Ross. It was Ithaca. Uh, that is, uh, I've I've said this to Wagner before, but I remember at orientation, I was with like a group of guys, and we didn't go to like the orientation thing, which I just should have gone. But afterwards, we all went outside and like the leader of this group of kids I was hanging out with, like went up to a girl's. They had like glow sticks, like glow necklaces. And he's like, can I get your glow necklace? And she was like, sure. And then like every other guy did it. And then I didn't have one. And they were like, Mitch, you're going to do it too, right? Like, you're going to ask a girl for the and I was like, and it was that moment where I was like, I'm not friends with any of these people anymore. (laughs) And I never hung out with them ever again. (laughs) Camp's good for that reason. Though. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah, you get to camp. Uh, it was college. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. It was my freshman orientation Wait. of college. Previously, I mistook college for camp, and this time I mistook. You got your yeah. camp and college oh boy, mixed oh up. Boy. Oh boy, oh isn't boy. that the fucking dorkiest shit on earth? Yeah. Well, yeah, I know people doing that sort of shit is kind of like all right to try and do. It hard. also sucks. I was just I heard Norm McDonald talking about. It. He was like somebody. Larry King was like. Norm, you must have been the class cloud. And Norm Macdonald was like, no, I tried to make jokes and nobody laughed. And then I'd look at the guy who was making jokes. I was like, he's hack. He sucks, right? And I was like, mm, that probably is an yeah, experience for sense. most people is. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> for sure. constantly surrounded by unfunny people. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's who like they are? the class clown in 
you know, in middle school or whatever is is just like, all righty then, you know, <laughs> just like referencing other hilarious. things. <laughs> it is really good. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about Garfield's Thanksgiving. <laughs> What, should we should we Let's rank the Slurpee in the quit bullshitting and talk about Garfield's Thanksgiving? We have some business to take care of here. Let's quickly rank the Slurpee in the M and M's just for because I need to. A Slurpee oh, is better yes. than the M and M's. Slurpee one, M and M's two. All right, but then I was gonna say, should we give him I don't know turkey feathers or something? Oh yeah, okay. Sure. I'll say the the <laughs> we'll give these Christmas themed snacks turkey feathers. I will give the Slurpee <laughs> three turkey feathers and the M and M's one turkey feather. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to say two and a half feathers for the Slurpee and half a feather for the M&M's. Wow. And this is on a scale of one to one feather? Yeah. What? How many out of, out of one feathers? I'd say one feather for okay. the Slurpee and one feather for the M&M's. All right, great. So if you're maintaining the turkey feather spreadsheet uh, for Doughboys, <laughs> go ahead and update your rankings there. Mitch, listeners... Did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen to this. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking new language in as little as three weeks. And Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Wow. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Mitch, you know what I love about Babbel is the courses are convenient. They help me learn real-life conversation skills in my chosen language, Spanish. Makes it easier to order food, ask mm. for directions, speak to people here in Los Angeles uh, without having to consult language apps uh, while you're on the go. Well, Wag, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. And you don't want to go anywhere near a college campus these days with all those protests. No, thanks. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Wags, <laughs> and all those protesters out there... Here's a special <laughs> limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash Doughboys. Get up to 60% off at Babbel.com slash Doughboys, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Doughboys. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, Mitch, I feel like during the summer, pretty much everything I'm doing outdoors is making me thirsty. Yeah, I'll tell you what the issue is. That blasted sun. Curse the sun. Curse the sun. Giver of life, but also... Giver of heat. Giver of a dehydrator-in-chief, I'd call it. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Summer requires extraordinary hydration because of the sun. You know it's like built for everyday dehydrating moments. Yes. The moon is cool. <laughs> Moon's real cool. When the moon, the moon is, is out, out, there's never a doubt. doubt. The, moon the moon is, is cool. <laughs> And when the sun's up high, you can't deny it's gonna be hot, 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 
Anyways, I think that we've expressed that the sun gets you hot in it the summertime. Sure and the moon keeps you cool. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. Mm-hmm. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Wags, that's right. And you know what? It's so easy to just tear open a packet of Liquid IV, pour it into a cup, mix it up with some ice cold water, and drink it down. My favorite flavor, strawberry. It's a hydration multiplier. That's right. Gets you even more hydrated, and it's easier to stay hydrated while traveling. And you know what, Mitch? We like the taste. I love the taste. And you know what? I love that I'm getting all those uh, electrolytes and I'm not getting filled up with sugars. Yeah. I love the th- I love the smell too and it helps you out not just while traveling but after a big night out. You know what I mean? Come on. I Come can- on. <laughs> the moon, moon is cool. Cool cool cool. The cool, cool. <laughs> moon is cool. <laughs> cool cool cool. Tear pour. Live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And Wags, it's got three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. Eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and now sugar-free. We got white peach, wow, green grape, wow, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. That's right, Wags. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DOUGHBOYS at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DOUGHBOYS at liquidiv.com. I love Liquid IV. You know why? Why? Because it's cool. Cool, cool, cool. And the sun is hot, hot, hot. hot. Oh boy, Mitch, Mother's Day's coming up. You got sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Mm. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. Named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter, Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Dreaded bathrobe covering mom up? Ugh. Get that sweater off of you. Too many layers. Wags, that's right. You know what? I'm guilty. I've given my mom too many of these boring gifts. Yes. Some some sweaters, some candles, some dreaded bathrobes. I've accidentally given my mom the same gift twice. Wow. It's really embarrassing. Or 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 you end up getting like, oh, I guess I'll give you a gift card. I don't, you know, like like it it's it, it doesn't feel like there's any love behind that. Well, guess what, Wags? I've also gifted my mom an Aura Frame. That's right. This is the truth. Aura Frames are Wi-Fi connected and come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful it's not another sweater, she'll also love that an Aura Frame means she gets to see more of you. That's right. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code DOUGHBOYS at checkout to save. And you know what, Wags? My mom liked her Aura frame so much. This is true. She got my sister one. And now my sister's got one in her dining room. Wow. Mm -hmm. Terms and conditions apply. Send photos you want from your phone to mom's frame. In fact, Mitch, I'm going to send your mom a photo right now. The hell? Enjoy, Mrs. Mitchell. I love you, Mommy. I love you, Mommy. You're talking to your mom, right? Yeah. 
So Garfield's Thanksgiving was released in 1989. I thought this was older than it was for some reason, but this came out. Well, in- I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this, this was older. <laughs> Mitch is drinking more of the Slurpee. Uh, <laughs> and chasing it with those m ms <laughs> He's dropping the m ms into the Slurpee. They won't go through the straw. <laughs> um, directed by Phil Roman, written by Jim Davis and Kim Campbell. Directed by, directed by Phil Roman. Film Roman. I mean, that's the they do the Simpsons film. Yeah, Roman. Is that the, mm. I wondered when I saw Roman. I wondered if it is the same Roman. It's is. very possible. It would be. Oh, wait, it was directed by Phil Roman. Phil Roman. Yeah. Oh, from Film Roman. Oh, so Film Roman must be its own. Oh, weird. Little yeah. joke. Yeah, it could very well be the case. The first couple of seasons of Simpsons, I think it was the Rugrats people, the uh, Gusby. I don't know how to say okay. their name. Oh yeah, Glassby Cusco. Yes. Yeah. No, and, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and then. They were like, you know what? These film Roman guys seem to be a little bit more on the ball. Yeah. So they went over to them, right? But so. That's when I sound like this. Homer Simpson. (laughs) Hey, Homer. How's how's Lisa doing at school? Oh, Mo, she's beautiful, but Bart's always bothering her when she's trying to practice her saxophone. Oh, homie, let me get you a beer on the house. No, not tonight. I got to go back to Mars and be a good dad. (laughs) (laughs) Sam Simons up in heaven. (laughs) Laughing. I wrote that. (laughs) He brought my characters to life. Why is he watching Doughboys? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's interesting because John Hine had a very, you can look it up, uh, 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 like a fight with Sam Simon because Sam Simon was like, Hein, how dare you do a show about fast food places? Right. You're encouraging people to eat unhealthy. John Hein comes back hard and goes, you created Homer Simpson. How can you even argue that? Mm. But anyway, I thought, don't get Mitch and Weiger in the same room with Sam Simon. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's why I murdered him. <laughs> Make sure that never happened. <laughs> So Lore- I, I think I have an idea of why he'd be watching Doughboys. Uh-huh. He probably gets alerted any time with about anything that's dough related. <laughs> time to tune in to the annoyed grunt boys. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually based on the old World War II fighters who were the uh, annoyed grunt boys. <laughs> yes, yeah. fly the planes, right? So uh, World War One infantrymen, I think, were the dope boys. Yes. Speaking right. of which, did jo- so we're, we're getting into Garfield here. Yeah. Speaking of which, that'd be a good name for a podcast about sandwiches. That's true. That is true. That'd be great. Or maybe you guys have a little segment about sandwiches called Speaking of Which. Oh, I think we just came up. Uh, mm-hmm. You just came up with I it. Just came. <laughs> I think I just came. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Get your dick out of your mouth, Wagger. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My first question, my first note that I wrote down was, was John in the military? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Private Arbuckle! (laughs) (laughs) Because there's like weird, like, I mean, like Garfield tells Odie, like, he's like, come on, soldier. There's just weird things in the beginning where... Mm. And I was like, "Is is was is John a veteran? I didn't know if he was a veteran I think he's or not. A veteran? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably, I mean, he might be. Uh, what, what, what era would? Uh, I don't know. He wouldn't have been in Vietnam. He's like a little too young for that. 
Can I, can I no, say? No, I think he would have been Vietnam. You think so? Yeah, I think after he came back, after doing a tour in Nam, he so, got oh, Garfield yeah. the Nodi to acclimate him back into. It makes sense. So if, if he's like 40 in 1989, <laughs> then yeah, he might have been he might have been in Vietnam. It makes sense. The the theme song to Garfield is all along the watchtower. <laughs> <laughs> my second note is <laughs> my second note is Garfield wants coffee? Question mark. That's a big that's I a key. That too. That's a key attribute to his persona. Garfield does like to drink coffee. He, he oh, likes he does? human okay. food. Yeah, in the same way that he likes lasagna. You know what's crazy? So because he said pancakes, mm-hmm. more cake, less pan. Right. Was one of the lines. Oh yeah. I'm sure everybody who's listening to this watched the show, so <laughs> it's boring for me to repeat quotes. I so in so in the episode starts off and Garfield sees on the calendar that there's a vet visit yeah. yes and then he makes Odie eat the that calendar page because it's today he's supposed to go to the vet yeah. and then underneath it reveals that tomorrow is thanksgiving you yeah. you kind of you, you kind of uh, yeah. blew past a couple of details which is one that garfield wakes up john who's sleeping in his bedroom then john breaks the fourth wall turns to camera and says something does not do it again oh and then <laughs> garfield before yeah. he, he's about to kick Odie off the table and he says this line before he sees the vet calendar it's time to abuse the dog. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's not yeah. a play on anything. No, no. Just violent. Um, and then Can, he, yes, go on. I just want to quickly say, oh, are you going to say he goes on to, to check the calendar? Yeah, he checks the calendar, takes the Wednesday, Wednesday as a, as a vet visit, takes it off, and the calendar says Thursday, and then it's Thanksgiving, and that's how that's yes. established. I just want to say that after this, after I saw that, I pushed pause. I went over to my calendar, and every day that I'd written in, the cats have to go to the vet. There were little bite marks. <laughs> Wally and Irma had bit their day, the days, the vet days out of the calendar. Oh, but they've been, uh, they've been missing their appointments. So this must be a cat thing. I found out. Oh, and you've been preparing all these Thanksgiving dinners <laughs> mistakenly. <laughs> Where are uh, Wally and Irma? They're in my room in cages. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> do you feel, do you have a kinship with John when you watch it as a, a little bit? Yeah. As, yeah, I've, I, cat I, owner, yeah. cat lover, and like as like we're we're both dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked watching this how dumb John is. He is a true dumb was, fuck. Was, he is <laughs> extremely stupid. Weiger and I were texting a little bit, and we both hate John. I mean, I hated John. He is stupid. We were doing talking about Homer earlier. He is stupider than Homer. He's dumber he than is Homer. Very stupid. He is very stupid. Mm. Like he's not just like an absent-minded guy. He is truly just like dumb as shit. And why does he get away with it? <laughs> Let me guess why he gets away with it. Cause he's so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a fucking stud and Homer's a little, just a little bit overweight. So he's a dumbass. Yeah. John Arbuckle's a fucking dime piece. And so he gets away with murder. Can have an empty head just cause he's so fucking sexy <laughs> with that. You fucking know, guys like John have it so easy. <laughs> God, if only my nose was a thin slit on my face <laughs> and my hair slowly turned into black curls at the bottom. <laughs> no, John sucks. Yeah. And he's dumb. And uh, I don't think I fully appreciated, like, when I was a kid, I knew he was, like, a loser. Right. Yeah. But, like... His level of loserdom. Is he the best foil for Garfield? I mean, Garfield needs to be sardonic and yes. put somebody down. So, of course, his owner needs to be somebody who's constantly giving him opportunities to put him down. Right. right? 
But I feel like John could still have an air of sophistication that Ed Garfield could still get his. Yeah, if it was like a <laughs> Frasier type, then it would be, you know, because yes. he could be like a, a stuffy sort That's of better. guy. But here he's just like a truly stupid guy who you kind of feel bad for because he seems like he's having trouble even functioning on it his It would own. be better if John was like a Frasier type, somebody who took himself too seriously right. mm-hmm. and Garfield kind of takes the wind out of him because otherwise it just seems like Garfield, um, in a term that I'm sure was rampant in 1989, is punching down. Mm. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Well, so after the... And the, Odie, uh, Odie should... Uh, foot up. Uh, yeah. Odie should, Odie should be, Odie should be evil. Uh, Odie should be. I'm trying to fix the Garfield oh, here. Yes, Garfield should be, or no, Odie should be toxic. Toxic. I kind of like that. I think Odie being being happy go lucky kind mm. of works because oh, come it is. On. Just, well, I do. I think like he's because he's also I can't just fix a dog. Garfield. No, I don't think your fix is necessary. I don't think you need to note Odie. Fine. Oh, n- uh, no. Also, note I don't want to fix Garfield and Odie. I want them to have kids and have more Garfields and Odies. <laughs> Fine. Normal. <laughs> I just got oh, what is quote unquote normal. <laughs> do do Garfield and do Garfield and Normal ever get it on? I, I mean Garfield has a girlfriend <laughs> Arlene. So I don't know if he fucks Normal. I assume that he fucked Arlene. Okay, easy. <laughs> and Odie. And Odie. Uh Wagner, I lied to you. <laughs> They're a throuple. It's a throuple situation. John and Odie. John and Odie Garfield. John. John is. John is peeking over his sheets that he's seeing Garfield. Fuck. I always knew this episode was going to devolve in some sort of Garfield is fucking John. I just wondered when it was going to happen. He's peeking over the blankets, watching Garfield fuck Odie. <laughs> And saying, I hope I'm not next. And he raises the blanket back up over his head. So they, so he shows the calendar to John. That reminds John that they have to go get groceries. And that goes in the main titles where you hear this theme, which I actually, it's a little corny, but I kind of like it. Wager, I, I told you that I didn't like the intro song. Uh-huh. And then Ooh. in my notes, I have written down, I like the intro song. <laughs> well, well, here it is. Go to the grocery store to get lots of good things to eat. Come with you. The mashed potato, do the candied yam, do the funky turkey, cause it's time to jam. If you don't want to dance, baby, that's all right. Do some non-stop shopping to work up an appetite. Make your Thanksgiving one long meal. Vocals by Lou Rawls. the more yeah. you eat, the more grateful Ooh. you are gonna feel. Bad message? It's a the more you eat, the more grateful you yeah. feel. <laughs> Keep it, feeding that monster. <laughs> this is a real. Th- this cold open is indicative of how little happens in this special. Yes, because a that's... major plot point is they gro- go to the grocery store. <laughs> I will say <laughs> the story terrain that is covered in this episode is <laughs> very narrow. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> They don't do anything. They go to the the grocery store. Yeah. And then they have a car full of groceries. Right. And then Garfield's like, where are we going? We're not going home. And then John's like, we're going to the vet 
So that's the whole thing of like he remembered to go to yes. the vet. Yeah. And then it goes out of the car and it shows the car <laughs> on the road and Garfield screams and the car goes all around the road. Yeah. Why was the car going nuts? I think the idea is that Garfield was disrupting John's driving. Like he was like clawing at him or something like oh, that. And okay. the car was steering erratically. But it, it goes to that that top down like Grand Theft Auto one yeah. point you know, perspective. Yeah. Um and um and then John gets out and he pulls another guy out of his car and yeah. he takes the car. <laughs> He goes from one star to three stars. Cops start chasing him. And so the uh, and the, uh, so then he they go to the vet's office. Uh, there's a nice little Easter egg here. The U.S. Acres pig is in the vet's office. Oh. So let me tell you about that. Yeah. And then the it's roasting. It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> and then they go into he goes to talk to Dr. Wilson, a.k.a. Liz, uh, his crush. <laughs> <laughs> You can only she's 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 looking like you can only see the top half of her head. Right. She's oh god. <laughs> okay, sorry, you're <laughs> helping me. I <laughs> yeah, secluded by a fence. Um, and so do you think? Yeah, Doctor Wilson probably wears one of those uh, air oh. uh, the mouth cover surgery. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, things. Yeah, he would. Ha- he'd have to. Doctor's what was mask? Wilson's job? Doctor uh, <laughs> volleyball. What? He was a volleyball. <laughs> You know my joke of uh, in Castaway, anytime Tom Hanks would scream, Wilson, Wilson, uh, the shot would get ruined because his wife would walk on and go, what, honey? (laughs) (laughs) Onto the island? Yeah. It's funny because she's she's a a professional actor with like a lot of credits. You'd think she'd understand that he was talking to another character. But just she had like a mental block in this in this case. I thought you were going to say. It's weird. She's an actress with a famous like they should have made it, uh, you know, not Wilson. They should have been Spalding or something. And then lo and behold, Tom Hanks marries Jim Spalding. (laughs) Okay, I don't know. Who cares? Who cares? So they John asked for a date immediately from Liz, the veterinarian. This is very strange. She skeeved out. And then can I I just quickly say also like, why does John like this bet? She's truly a miserable person. She's, she's very mean. She never shows him any sort of she never shows a nice side to him. She clearly is not interested in him. She reflects back to John how he sees himself. <laughs> they do look exactly the same. All the humans do look fucked up. They and do have like weird cat faces. Yeah. In this world. Um, little mouths, but she, she, this episode turns into John wanting to fuck like we, like we thought it would. It's John. It's John is very horny, but, but I don't know. He, then, then he goes on and he, he holds his breath until she says she'll go out with him. Yes. And when he's holding his breath, his face looks like a butt and his mouth looks like a butthole, which I think (laughs) might have, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but it looks a lot like butt cheeks. Like he's got big butt cheek cheeks and then like a little butthole mouth and like kind of a crack too because of his nose. And I think that was probably an animator like sneaking something they knew. in. Mm. They yeah, knew. they knew what they were doing. They were and then it on the CBS airwaves. She says yes. Yeah, she. And he lets go of his breath. And then also you quickly see a log of shit come out of his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she agrees to go out with him. But here, here's the thing. He invites her. This is a first date scenario. Yes, he invites her. I thought that too. To Thanksgiving. Your first date is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. She <laughs> doesn't have other plans. She's going to this guy's house. This is insane. It's wild. Also, it's Wednesday afternoon, and you haven't made your Thanksgiving plans yet. Yeah, what's going on? This is on? insane. John is an idiot, and she's an asshole. Yes, these two maybe deserve each other. Gone they- with the wind. That's the. <laughs> 
That's premise true. Of God with Luke. That's true. They're, 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 then maybe it is a good couple, but I, I immediately I'm not liking anyone. But um, Odie, I wrote down Odie well, is a good oh, guy. So I guess Garfield in 1989 was already doing what prestige television is doing today. Complicated characters you sometimes <laughs> find unlikable, Mitch. What is this, Garfield or a madman? <laughs> I saw Uncut Gems last night. Oh, mm. I heard. And uh, I, I saw Neil today, and he said I saw Mitch at Uncut Gems last night. And I and I met Adam Sandler. Very cool. right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil told me he had a very funny joke. What was it? The, the Safdie brothers were like, we uh, offered Uncut Gems to him in 2012, and then he was like, but I was doing a little movie called Little <laughs> Nicky. I was like, yeah, that's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. It was just the funniest title to say. But you got to meet him. I got to meet him. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What was it like? It was he was great. He was really nice. And uh, I told him I was in love and with I, him. I, I, I told him I, was, I said, I'm in love with you just by meeting you right here. You pull a John Liz I, and then you <laughs> held your breath. <laughs> and then I woke up in the hospital. Um, no, I, I told him I was in the show love uh, and uh, he was very nice. Yeah. He was very nice about it. He, yeah. was, he was he was a, I met him once. He was a cool dude. That's yeah. so cool. He was very cool. Yeah. Love it when a celeb is just a normal yes. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many are just fucking weird. Uh, so Garfield also, as part of the scene, go is is told that he's overweight and he has to go on a diet. Mm. So he go heard they go before. home. <laughs> you heard that Garfield had to go on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes home. He gets half a lettuce leaf to eat. Mm. Uh, and Odie is appointed. This is another military thing. Odie is appointed the diet monitor. He has a whistle to notify John when Garfield breaks his diet. Uh-huh. Oh, and then we get to the talking scale sequence where, Which, where I was going to say, this is this is the funniest segment in the movie. Yes. It is. And it's like five minutes of a 22 <laughs> minutes special is Garfield t- communicating with a talking scale. Yes. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. And so they go on this long run because <laughs> Garfield stays on, like the, the scale has like an AI. Um, <laughs> it's like a series. But then also, imagine- this is in the comic strip. Yes, the, yeah. right? the talking. Yeah, the yes, talking scale yes. is part of it. Part hey, of the, wait, the talking scale is in the comics. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. And I also I thought that was a pretty. They didn't stick to it, but it is a funny premise. Garfield has to go on a diet on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's a that's a juicy funny idea. It's a good that's premise. A good, that's a good idea that they almost immediately abandoned. Yes. <laughs> also, because John cooks horrible food. Yes. So it's kind of oh, like it can, goes why me would so mad. Garfield be? This isn't upping Garfield's desire to eat more. Right. It's mm-hmm. not like she, that he got invited to Liz's house and she's a, she's preparing this amazing meal that he's going to. And it's to. like, but Garfield, you can only eat half a left. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say this. They they say, he, he's, the, the scale says, judging by your weight, you're Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. And then she makes fun of him and calls him Orson Welles. Uh, this was four years after Orson Welles had passed away. Yes. Oh yeah. So like oh, a- Oh, interesting. So like a nine-year-old boy was watching the special- with no awareness of who this guy is, and then they, they just spend all like just a long run of Orson Welles references. This nine year old boy who's a huge fan of like the Magnificent Ambersons. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Does Orson Welles have grandchildren? Uh, I is mean, there a chance maybe? that his like his grandchild was watching this this special and saw a run <laughs> and saw a run on how his his, yes. his grandpa his recently dead grandpa is fat? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. No way is my grandpa as fat as Garfield. <laughs> the thing that I, they did that joke then at the end, the talking, um, whatever starts at the end, 
Garfield crushes it. He stomps it to death, yeah. And then as it's dying, it goes Rosebud. Yeah. Which, you know, because they kept referencing Orson Welles in Citizen Kane. I thought, this machine's commitment to the Orson Welles (laughs) joke of being like, even with my last dying breath, I'm going to get Garfield (laughs) with my Orson Welles joke. Or I thought the alternative is they have their own personal Rosebud. Mm. And it wasn't a reference to Citizen Kane. It was just like at the end, it was like <laughs> something meaningful in the scale's yes. life. Yes. I like that theory. Maybe they had a a friend, Roe, had some really good weed. <laughs> <laughs> Rosebud. <laughs> okay. Grow up. So ju- the some more bullshit happens. There's some Someone- madcap sequences with Odie. What were you say? Oh, no, Roe versus Wait. Is that the Roe? <laughs> It was all about who gets the stickiest of the ickiest. <laughs> I was just going to say that Garfield is going, he, Garfield goes to the jars. Yes. And the jars are labeled cookies, <laughs> sugar, flour, <laughs> salt. Mm-hmm. And Garfield opens it up and Odie pops out of the cookies and then he goes to the sugar. This makes sense. Maybe I just want some sugar. Uh, Odie pops out of it. Then he moves on to the flour. Mm-hmm. Odie pops out of the flour jar, and then he goes to salt. Then <laughs> right. Odie pops out of the salt jar. Because Odie's job is to keep. He's kind of like the security guard. He's to keep Garfield from eating. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. while he's on this the diet. So John is a dipshit, and he's gonna try to. <laughs> and he's annoying me with how he's cooking. He says the the turkey has to be buttered. He puts butter on his hands. Yes. Well, it's a, it yeah. says like I, you're supposed to butter the skin. He's like, okay, I'll do that, and he mm-hmm. butters his own skin because yeah. he doesn't understand it's the turkey skin. Yeah, he's, he's got some real. He's a Amelia, barely functional man. Amelia Bedelia syndrome. Yes. Uh, he, he doesn't have enough time to roast a turkey that he's frozen, so he puts it in for 500 degrees instead of 350 degrees. Ma! Hey, <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> uh, oven Ma, fries. I set that turkey uh, to 500, Ma. <laughs> Get your oven fries merch at tpublic.com. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And get your uh, Garfield merch at pauseinc.com. Check that out. <laughs> if you guys are interested in Garfield and want some merch. <laughs> he completely fucks up dinner. Here's a I thing. just thought it was pausing. Pausing? You thought it was pause. You didn't realize it was pause, uh, comma, ink? Yeah, I thought it was pausing. <laughs> You're kidding. Okay. <laughs> you thought it was a. Like a little, a, like a plumber <laughs> who uh, likes animal feet. <laughs> so here's what I, here's Edit what I want. The last thirty minutes, please. <laughs> I, I just want to say something real quick because we were talking about text we exchanges and we exchanged, and when we texted you earlier, Paul, to do the show, you replied, "I just want to let you guys know. I guarantee there won't be any silliness." <laughs> And I don't know if I, it's not just on you, but I don't feel like that's been followed. I just, I just want to say Garfield Garfield tries to sabotage Thanksgiving. Yes. And then he adds garlic to vegetables, which seems like a good idea. I don't get it. He's like, if yeah. I can enjoy veg- Thanksgiving, nobody will. And then he he's, <laughs> and then he dumps garlic powder on the unseasoned vegetables like that'll make it better. Okay, yeah. so here's what Thanks, I think Garfield. Can you can I, can I give you my explanation? Yeah. yeah. Garfield thinks that John and this vet are vampires. He thinks they're Dracula's. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Got it. I think so. Because there was that. This actually works because there's that scene earlier mm-hmm. where John and Liz say, 
Let's look at ourselves in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then Garfield and Odie stand there and watch them and they don't see the reflections. Yeah. The mm-hmm. There's yeah. also the, because when Liz is like, I'll come over for Thanksgiving, she's like, I hope you're not serving steaks. And then they wink at each other. And then John is like, to be clear, we're talking about wooden steaks, right? And she says, yes, that's what I meant. The weapon that would kill us. Well, one thing this show, this episode definitely didn't have was steaks. <laughs> You're not worried about the stakes of whether Garfield gets to eat a meal? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to say this, that if you if you think that John is a Dracula, it is cleared up moments later when he has a speech about being a man. Yes. He gives Garfield a speech about being a man, and then he cuts himself shaving. Uh, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say also, uh, at 2 o'clock today, from 2 to 4.30, mm-hmm. <laughs> I went and saw Marriage Story, which was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to come home a half hour later and sit down and watch Garfield's Thanksgiving. <laughs> the whiplash. Um, there's a, there's a pride so much during Garfield. And uh, there's a clothes changing montage where John tries on so many outfits. He yeah. comes out as an ape and it doesn't look like a costume. No, it looks like he just comes out as an ape. But it's it's a, he I also comes he turned out into a, an ape. He turns out into Popeye too. He has oh, like the big right. Popeye forearms. Mm-hmm. It's kind of breaks reality a little yes, bit. It's fun. And then he gets that. a little bit Weinstein-y and he answers the door in his box. He forgot. He's absentmindedly forgot to put his pants on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liz roasts him for it. Oh, here's another he thing. He yells at Garfield for not telling me he, he didn't have pants on. Liz also. Okay. So he, the, the vet visit was yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's Thanksgiving day. Mm-hmm. One day has passed. Liz says to Garfield, who she prescribed the diet to, How's the diet? I see you're still the size of an aircraft carrier. Yeah. What a fucking asshole. Super mean, but also it's been one day. What do you expect? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And right. Like try to give some confidence to Garfield. Mm -hmm. There you go. Right. You're looking trim, buddy. But he's a cat. They can't hear him, right? They can't hear him. They don't know his internal monologue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's also very, I mean, it's, I know it's the thing about Garfield, but it is weird that like, they accept that he'll come in like with two symbols and wake them up. <laughs> <laughs> but speech is just so uh, a bridge say, too far. They can say mean things to him and he won't. They think he won't understand that. <laughs> yeah, that's cruel. I actually start to feel bad for the vet here because the vet says, "Then you know what? Like uh, maybe you're like are like if you're getting like uh, if you're getting messed up or feel like if you're feeling tired or lethargic, and then he does all these different things, mm-hmm. and you get and then it just says de- dementia, and then he gives a dementia face, which is really That's strange. Yeah. yeah, and then there's a second inch or having problem breathing, and then Garfield doesn't breathe, and he looks like a butt too. Uh, there's another no breathing joke. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. yeah, but I was gonna say that I some perv on the animation staff is like. Let me draw the scenes right there. They can't breathe. That's like, oh, okay, Jim Davis. Maybe, maybe we can give it. Jim Davis. What if your food hole was your waste hole? Oh, God. Cloacas. Um, oh, he's a boss. We know, we know. I was going to say that I actually start feeling bad for the vet because she says, you know what? Maybe you sh- we shouldn't. Maybe you'll, you'll just do some light exercise. Yeah. And then Garfield kisses her. Yes. So I just want to say that she answers the door. John has no pants on. Mm-hmm. And then this is the this is the weirder things to me that within on this Thanksgiving day, if imagine if you went over someone's houses and their cat came up and kissed you. Right. Yeah. And then later, Odie <laughs> holds her hand. Yes. 
That's Imagine how strange that would what be. What a weird Thanksgiving. <laughs> you went over someone's house, their cat kissed you, and their dog held your hand. Well, the way Garfield kisses her, too, he takes both of his paws and puts them on the side of her face. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, it gives it's, her a full plan. It's like a full, yeah, full on. And then, the, and then Odie holds her hand at dinner. It's very strange. It's yeah. a, it would be very, <laughs> that, very strange. That's after napping on her lap, which is very cute. <laughs> Odie, Odie likes the vet. Yes, yeah. it's clear. Uh, so I also thought Odie enjoyed Liz's presence, and I felt for Odie where I'm like, he's in this fucking madhouse right? with this idiot odor and this bully cat. He's just so happy to have any sort of warmth or kindness. Right. Yeah. So do you think the vet liked when Garfield kissed her? Do you think she's like into Garfield? (laughs) I mean, I could only go by how Jennifer Love Hewitt, who played Liz, the vet in the Garfield movies, Mm. Feels about Lorenzo Music, who did the voice of Garfield. And um, I think they dated for a few years. <laughs> right. I think just like just after John Mayer, that was her next boyfriend, was Lorenzo Music, the voice of Garfield. <laughs> oh, great. From, what do you from, want to do? To, uh, that's uh, uh, dating Garfield. That, first of all, <laughs> your name's Lorenzo Music, yet you're known for as a voice actor. Mm, how about that? Mm. He should be, should be Lorenzo <laughs> actor. <voice> actor. <laughs> How great is Lorenzo music though? Huh? He's great. I love yeah. his, I love his yeah. voice. I love his, this sort of monotone delivery. It's, yeah. it's great deadpan. Uh, so John has ruined his dinner cause he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> and it's so frozen kind of, we don't, we, yeah. we don't, we don't know. Also, the vet sitting silently with the clock ticking is funny while she's waiting for John. That's right. a funny moment. Um, Garfield brings John a phone and tries to give him like spends a long time giving mm-hmm. him hints to call his grandma. They should have had more fun with the f- dinner being bad. Yeah. It was, they just came back in and the, and the turkey was still just kind of the same thing. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. It should have looked worse, but <laughs> yeah. they get they just reuse the same art. That's right. Uh, grandma shows up and she is a spark plug. She's, she's got cool. a motorcycle helmet. She's very cool. She says she'll handle everything. I well, like that. The, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you, no go. you go. I just like that. The grandma likes Garfield is all I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Grandma's great. She's funky. What were you going to say? Well, I just, you know, I heard granny's coming. Granny's coming. So I was expecting this old feeble <laughs> right. woman to walk up to the door but this lady rolls up on a motorcycle she mm-hmm. subverts your expectations of what a she grandma can be she subverted my expectations of what a grandma could be paul stood up uh paul has taken <laughs> off his headphones and he is walking around mitch's <laughs> Living room. He's back at the mic now. It's okay. Uh, so, <laughs> are you all right? You okay? Yeah, I just okay. had my expectations subverted. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, John. So, while Grandma is fixing <laughs> dinner, fixing Thanksgiving dinner with a chainsaw, with a chainsaw, John goes in and then just monologues. <laughs> yes, the monologues to Liz. <laughs> Yes, mm-hmm. and and the joke about is, Thanksgiving. Yeah, about Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it's the joke is like he's trying to fill up the time. Yes, yeah. I got to kill time, so I'm going to tell her. I'm going to try to make up facts about Thanksgiving. You know, Do you guys was, find that funny? Uh, I was just like <laughs> mansplaining much. <laughs> I actually thought that he gave some fun facts about Thanksgiving. Where this is the the area where this sure. is kind of an informative special. Uh, I learned things about Thanksgiving. Oh, what did you learn? 
Um, <laughs> from a, a Massachusetts boy, I learning knew more about Thanksgiving. I knew everything about Thanksgiving, but he he gives some history. Sure, he talks yeah. about Canadian Thanksgiving, I, I, and it takes place in does. October. He does. It gives it gives Canadian. That Mars just gave a thumbs up. Um, it, yeah, he gives. I think if you were a child watching this, you I might Mars, learn. Some I things. think Mars gave a wrap it up sign, <laughs> <laughs> a middle finger. <laughs> I yeah, hated, well, I hated, John I Arbuckle, of course, would have a strong connection with the Pilgrims because before um, he came over here, his name was just James uh, John R. <laughs> right. And then they went, eh, and they pointed at their hat, and he went, hmm? They're like, finish the but, last name. <laughs> it's like John R. This is the Pilgrims talking to John R. Yes. R to John R. Yes, you fool. <laughs> Why can't you understand? If he's a Dracula, he's been alive That's for hundreds of years. Oh, yes, okay, the yes. Dracula stuff does come into play. Yeah. And then they pointed at the buckle of their hat and he said, okay. <laughs> um, so uh, grandma ta- grandma fixes the turkey with a chainsaw. Why are you, you, you pretending to be a pilgrim in, in the corns giving sketch is very funny. Oh, yeah. I was a, They put up the video online. Uh, Dutton did. Um, he's so cool. And he put online the video of uh, Cornsgiving. Oh, yeah. But it was a night that I wasn't there. Oh, that's oh, a really? Bummer. I felt real FOMO. That's a bummer. That, watching that, that video. That wasn't the first one, right? Was that like the second one? Because Mookie's not in it. We did either. it a few times, mm-hmm. yeah. I th- that, that wasn't, yeah. That wasn't the definitive cut of Cornsgiving. That was the one without the full cast. I thank you for, thank you for saying that, Mitch. I just sort of blow, blew past that. That was a nice compliment. It was, nice. it was very nice. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you say? Like, howdy, pilgrim. What do you say? I come bearing corn or something like that. I don't yeah. remember what it's it is. It's funny. Yeah. Pilgrim voice. Yeah. If, if I... If if uh, the birthday boys and a kiss from daddy, all the sketch group members were there, and I had a cast of pilgrim, you'd be the central casting for a pilgrim. Whoa! How right? about that? I can't think of anybody who. Yeah, would. you're boring as hell, dude. You're like those old pilgrims. <laughs> oh, it's boring to come over on a ship. Oh, never mind. And start a country. I changed. Sorry, Wiger. In your blessed state. This is like my Thanksgiving special where I learned Wiger is cool for being, <laughs> for being like a pilgrim. We knew that. Also in that sketch, my uh, dick turned into a corn cob. <laughs> yes, that's true, too. No, that's not 100% true. You also pissed corn. I also pissed corn nibbles. They depend on what year it is. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so he's doing this big monologue about Thanksgiving that perhaps has some informative nuggets. Liz, it still sucks. Liz yeah. falls asleep because she's so bored. <laughs> mm-hmm. And while this is happening, Grandma makes a bunch of treats. She makes the turkey into turkey croquettes, which she deep fat fries. Garfield's mouth is watering. She makes the sweet potatoes into layers them with marshmallows and Garfield loves it. She sets a perfect table and then sneaks away without a word. And Liz is so impressed by the Thanksgiving spread that they just sit down and eat. And she's like, blown. she's like profoundly moved. And it also kind of looks like very plain when they show the table. It doesn't look it anything does. too special, but I liked her by the end because she, she hates John and I get why she hates John. Yes. I thought, but by the end she likes John. She likes him. Cook the dinner. That's true. She and agrees. She agrees to come back for Thanksgiving next year. <laughs> yes. I thought it was very weird. It's like, well, you guys have a lot of confidence about sustaining this relationship. Right, right. And the grandma also says she's going <laughs> to kick her ass, basically, if she doesn't date John. She's like, let her, if he, she doesn't date my grandson, let me know, and I'm going to set her right or something. Well, it's that was strange. actually one of those moments when I was watching this of kind of like art imitating life or they're holding up a mirror to my life because I was like, there's been so many times on Thanksgiving where my grandma tries to get me laid. <laughs> yeah, it's very, I, we can all relate to that. When you're saying when they're saying grace at the Thanksgiving day, dinner and what they're thankful for, yeah, my grandma will <laughs> lean over to my wife and be like, "Paul is good at those pants." 
And if that doesn't work, what's gonna? So during the <laughs> during the meal, uh, another which uh, another full song plays, and it's just shots, a very serious song. It's just shots can, can, of the four I, of them. Before we get into that, yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I know that you want to wrap it up. I know, I can feel you wanted to wrap up. The I was, night. No, I just had the song queued up. Go ahead. I felt like they showed the grandma's form too much. <laughs> Nick, I know you want to wrap up, but I got to get this up. I guess, I guess I think that an older woman can be beautiful, so I, I didn't I think, it. I think so, too. What in the hell? I'm just saying that they were showing. They were really showing it mm. off. I would just say I feel like there's no age limit on feeling sexy, so <laughs> I did, it didn't bother me. But I'm with you. Especially Garfield, who's probably in cat years, like by this point, oh, 49. Oh, yeah. He's gone. Yeah. Uh, they I mean, his- in 89, he was 49. Now, who knows? He's probably... Oh, he's dead. Mummy. He's dust. He's dust. Um, the serious song, Wagger. I know you want to play. We Here don't we have go. to talk about the... It's a quiet celebration. The, the grandma's form. We don't have to talk about and friends. <laughs> a time for counting blessings. A time to make amends. There's a feeling all around you. You can hold it in your... So that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a little coda where Garfield and Odie are both stuffed on the couch and John wants to take them for a walk, but they're too fat. <laughs> and then there's a little reversal. Well, now they have to put Odie on a diet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. And Garfield becomes a trainer. In Garfield becomes a, and by the way, that brings me to. That's like what's going to happen with you and I. Yeah. <laughs> eventually. I mean, I am getting fatter. I think eventually we're going to switch. I'm tiny now. <laughs> We're, we're going to do a Benjamin Button and meet in the middle. We'll, we'll be the same weight, and then I'll be the fat one, and then you'll be the uh, the littler one. Benjamin Button. <laughs> there is a difference for, for the book version of Garfield's Thanksgiving that is notable oh. here. Um, at the end of the book, there is no mention of any new diets. Odie and Garfield <laughs> simply sit comfortably with their full bellies as John sees Liz out the door. And the three agree unanimously that they have grandma to thank. Yeah. So it's kind of a more wholesome ending. I bet the the fans of the book were outraged at the the choices (laughs) the adapters made. It's like if you're you're watching the Zack Snyder Watchmen and the squid doesn't show up. (laughs) John gets a kiss at the end of this. Yes. And they kind of do like a cut to kind of everything afterwards. My question is to you two who watch the special. Do you think John and the vet got it on after dinner or were they too full? Oh, gross. I think they were too. I think because she leaves, I'm guessing they didn't get it on. Mm. Wait. Oh, you're saying before that kiss, they'd already got it on. Mm -hmm. I, for me, I assumed that they had eaten a full Thanksgiving dinner and that was their first affection. I don't think they actually. Oh, fucked yet. Yeah. Can I say my, what I think? Yeah. Uh, I think that they did have sex and they <laughs> made sure that Odie and Garfield were in the room when they closed okay. the door. <laughs> we want you to wash. That was Odie. Yeah, that was Odie. <laughs> I didn't like it because I like to imagine John is betrothed to Blondie. Dagwood's wife. Dagwood's wife. I like to think John is cuckolding Dagwood from a different comic strip. Yes. I didn't even realize they were the same universe. That's interesting. Well, it's a That's little a bit theory. like a Toy Story situation. Right. When we put the Sunday funnies away, we go into the other room. The games begin. <laughs> Beetle Bailey is cavorting with Hagar the Horrible. <laughs> Far side is dancing with Pluto. <laughs> far, far side. Far 
outside so his many dance other titles I had to choose from, and I chose the worst comic, and then a cartoon. Mary Worth is sucking off. Jumpstart. <laughs> Roses, Rose is sucking Marmaduke. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay, let's rate the <laughs> Garfield's Thanksgiving out of turkey feathers, I guess. I feel bad because the one I said actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> he, he spilled the tea. You're going to hear from Marmaduke, that's yeah, for sure. Boy. <laughs> what did we leave off on? Let's, uh, let's rate Garfield's Thanksgiving <laughs> I, out of turkey feathers. <laughs> I, I mean, nothing happens in this special... But it is like, <laughs> I like that it's only 22 minutes and I feel like a child would like this. I feel like if I'd watched this as a, as a little boy, which maybe I did and I'd forgotten it, I would like it. I'm going to give this three turkey feathers. 22 minutes and a child would like it. The opposite of this episode of Doughboys. <laughs> we, did, we did talk about... The special longer than they the special actually. <laughs> That's yeah. true. I was counting down those minutes of the twenty two. Oh yeah, no, I kept nineteen. Checking. I was like, God, <laughs> kill me. Uh, how many on a scale of what? How many turkey uh, feathers? One turkey feather. <laughs> I'll give it. A, hmm, let me think. One. <laughs> I'm gonna give it out of one turkey feathers. I'm gonna give it three turkey feathers. It's a. <laughs> Oh, Turkey's oh. happy about that. Yeah. I, I, hey, get out of here. I know that's weird because we had to pull the turkey feathers off to demonstrate how many there were. Yeah. Um that's actually the turkey I'm gonna I'm gonna cut its throat and eat it for Thanksgiving. Oh my god. What? <laughs> uh one three turkey feathers. <laughs> three turkey feathers. Uh you told me I was the next Wally. <laughs> you told you told the turkey that he was the next Wally, like yeah. he was going to be in a Pixar movie. No, the Wally and Irma. Oh. You don't know my cat's name. I know your cat's name, but if, the way he that said would it, be I funny thought it was bitch was kind of like, "Hey, baby turkey, I'll make you the next <laughs> Wally in the Pixar movies." <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, Paul Russ, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, I liked I I, I liked the special. That's all. Yeah, I, I liked, liked the special too. I, liked it I thought it was really good. <laughs> I overall I had a good time. It was very nothing happens, but it's fine. <laughs> this is like a Seinfeld. Yeah, the life of Seinfeld. Right, the show. Very, his very uneventful life. <laughs> um, well, I have a podcast too. Um, it's about horror movies. If you like horror movies, me and Matt Garley do it. It's called In Voorhees We Trust, and that's about with Gorley and Russ, and that's about Friday the 13th, and then we do In Myers in We Trust with Guyers and Russ, and that's about Halloween. So Gorley changed his name to Guyers for the podcast. Legally, he did change it. It was, wow. a, <laughs> it was a whole thing, um, and I offered to change my name to Guyers just to <laughs> make it work, but then it didn't rhyme with trust. So Yeah, that would, that would be yeah. an issue. Yeah. Um, but we, we do have Jason on the show. <laughs> Whoa, very yeah. cool. <laughs> my best friend from Quincy, Justin Kylie, uh, loves very, that show. Yeah, that's very nice. He listens to it all the time. Hey, hey, Justin, you thank you. Of course. Shout out to Kylie. Mm-hmm. And hey, who told us that info at the pizzeria during the pizzeria Regina episode? That's right. <laughs> what info? Uh, we probably shouldn't get into it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> he told us that the pizzeria Regina 
oven had uh, Nazi symbols. Yeah. On it. Anyways, um, oh, let's not get into that. Let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about Doonesbury fucking Bloom County. <laughs> I feel like I'm an episode on an episode of the farce. What? <laughs> I feel like I'm on an episode of The Far Side. Yeah, you know, it has new new episodes <laughs> Monday through Sunday in the newspaper. <laughs> well, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Gob- many gobbles to many all of gobbles, you. Gobbles, gobbles. <laughs> and um, I know Thanksgiving is a time where we express what we're thankful for. Uh, I'm thankful for you guys as friends, and I'm thankful wow. for this podcast. I'm thankful so for thanks, you guys, guys as friends, too. I'm thankful for you guys as friends as well but not the podcast. <laughs> and thank you, Mars, for sitting yeah, here. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Mars. You're very welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Great job. That's it. That's this week's <laughs> Snowboy Double. Don't be quietly going, great job. <laughs> <laughs> gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. That's this week's Snowboy Double. Bye. See ya. Hey, this is Mitch. Uh, this is some post-show, a post-show coda. Uh, I just want to say that I was very upset in the special that they never mentioned lasagna, which Garfield loves. Uh, That's all. Thank you. Gobble, gobble. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Get the Doughboys Double every week, only at patreon.com slash doughboys.